Broadcasting from the wine country in California, this is the Kick-Ass Relationship Show, where intimate secrets and modern advice for couples is shared to elevate your relationship to live sexier, happier, and have way more fun. We believe success in life is better when mixed with excitement and love. And now, here's your Kick-Ass Relationship Coach and best-selling author, Midori Verity. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show. I am super excited. You know, I'm always excited for every show that we do. But today, I am so excited because this is a whole new concept that we are going to be revealing to you guys first. So let me just ask you, you know that feeling like when you go see to the movies or you go see a show and you walk out at the end and you have like this amplified feeling based on what the show was about, the movie was about, such as like the matrix, you might walk out and have that underdog superhero kind of feeling or sleepless in Seattle. Remember that cute movie? You might have that like cuddly, soft, romantic love thing or what about? Thelma and Louise, where your inner badass comes out and you're just ready to go. Think of that for a second. What we are doing today, my guest today, he is, like I said, releasing this whole new concept on our show. And it's going to be all about stepping in to your own movie and making it your true life story. So you're going to want to hear this because it is incredible and it is such a powerful tool. But before we do that, I am going to start off like I always do with my three minutes to thrive. And some of you know my story of what's been going on here in Northern California. I live in Sonoma County and we have been experiencing some really kind of terrible fires. It's it's unprecedented what has happened, the devastation that's occurred, the people who have lost their homes, my friends who have lost their homes. It is unbelievable the suffering that has happened. So what we are talking about today for my three minutes to thrive is what to do when you have something that happens in your life that is catastrophic. Um, What kind of steps to take to help you get through that, how to synergize in your relationship in times of crisis. So let's go ahead and hit on that. The first thing that you want to do, let me back up for a second. So this is regardless of whether you are in a fire or your partner has lost their job or you've lost your job or you're going through some kind of crisis in your life. It could be with your kids. It could be with your family. It doesn't matter. It's it's all very similar. So here are the five steps that I'm going to give you to help you deal with this. Number one is to slow down. So when that fire's burning outside, when your spouse comes home and they're freaking out because they just lost their job or whatever, even though it sounds counterintuitive, I want you to slow down and take a deep, fat breath and just calm your nerves down so that you can get a handle on the way that you're thinking. You've heard me talk about this before where when you calm down and you take those deep breaths, it slows our brain down. It slows our lymphatic system down so that we can think clear and make wiser decisions. So that's number one. Number two, you want to assess your situation and really figure out 
what is most important at that very moment? What needs to be done? So in our situation, we had to find our passports and our IDs and our money that we may have had. So those were the things that were most important in our exit strategy. If you are losing your, if someone has lost their job, you need to kind of get a perspective on that. Number three is your escape plan or your escape route. What are you going to do? What is your plan of action that needs to take place? Obviously, if you're in a fire and your house is burning down, it's going to be much different than if you are suffering through a job loss or you have a child who is in need of something. So you want to just kind of get that plan in place. What can you do? Who can you delegate to? Can you delegate to your children? Can you delegate to your spouse? Can you delegate to others? Who do you have in your inner circle right at that moment that you can delegate to? And then what is your backup plan in case that doesn't work? That escape route is now on fire. Now what? What's your next plan? That, see why it's so important to have that clarity of mind? The next one is number four is to move as one unit stick together. This is where synergy is so important. So if you are in a fire, stay together. Keep your family together. Do not break up. Stay together. If you are in an emergency situation with family, with someone's health, with a job loss, with anything, stick together. It will make you more powerful. It will make you feel like you have more confidence and you'll be able to help one another much more strongly and powerfully when you come from that standpoint. And number five, as I've said so many times, have that mountaintop thinking. Get a big perspective of what is really going on and how detrimental the situation truly is. Be thankful, be grateful for what you have and maintain that positive attitude. It will get you so much farther and it will make your, your transition into wherever you're going much more calm and easier when you have that big mind thinking. So that is it. Um, and 5A is to help others. When you feel like all else is out of control with your own life, by helping others, by being of service to others, it gives you a sense of contribution. It gives you a sense of control and it makes you feel good. So when all else fails, go and help others who really need some more help. So that's it. Okay, without further ado, we are going to bring on my fabulous guest. Let me just change my screen so that we can all see him for those of you who are watching the video. And I got to tell you about, about my friend Swami. His name is Swami Chertha. He's also known as the Orange Cowboy, as for those of you seeing this video, you can tell. And he is on a mission to bring world peace by helping individuals find joy in their heart and peace in their mind. To get this out of the world, out to the world, he has his screenplay being made into a Hollywood movie. Um, it's a comedy about listening to your heart and trusting yourself around others. And just to brag on him a little bit, he is the number one best-selling author who has presented to the White House Commission on Alternative Medicine. He is uh, he speaks to clients, including top medical universities, including John Hopkins, and he has more than four decades teaching wellness and consciousness. And that's just to give you a little tidbit about him. There is so much more depth to him. So welcome to the show, Swami. Thanks for being here. Joy, joy, joy. So great <laughs> to see you, Midori. 
<laughs> you as well. I Let me just give you a little background on Swami. I met him not that long ago, about less than a month ago, I met Swami in person. And you know, he's, he's this big presence. He had, you could tell by looking at him, he had the sweetheart, but for me, you know, this whole es esoteric um, world, I'm getting used to, and I'm, I'm, I'm stepping into it, but I didn't quite know what to make of Swami until we were put into a mini mastermind together. And I got to know him on a much different level. And I absolutely fell in love with him. And I saw his genius and I felt his genius. And then I got to know him more. And I was just like, this guy's incredible. And so now I feel honestly and sincerely like you are my friend. And I'm so happy to have you on my show. Oh, so everything you said, I've just, when we met and we networked and then when we talked afterwards, when we got home, just we clicked and and we you we i had a big vision and you had the big vision and you have this great smile and it just yeah instant friend you're instant friend and, and <laughs> i love an it honor and a pleasure to, to know you now and i feel the same way so without further ado i really want to get into talking about about you and this whole new concept but tell people a little bit more about you because i just kind of scratched the surface but sure. tell us just briefly um more about who is swami what are you about well my my life really is could could be a movie it started off kind of eerily I, when I was a child, about four year, fourth grade. I used to get dreams that were disturbing me, that were that my parents and I were separated, that different people kept saying they're my parents. Then I came home and my parents moved and didn't tell me where they went. So it was a very disturbing, it wasn't every night in Midori, but it was, it was one of those recurring dreams that would morph, but always the same theme. And then when I was around 17, we were all in real life driving around and I sort of, my brain, my eyesight went blank and I started crying and I said, I don't want you to die. And that when I could see again, they looked at me and they said, what are you talking about? And we're roughly within a year, they were in a car accident and they died. So oh my gosh. it was like, well, of course there was the grief, but the next thing was, how did I know this? And who was telling me this? And, and I've got to find out about this because I went to school for radio, TV, and film for college. And when I lost my parents, I sort of, my heart went out of all of that. And it what poured right into this, what's happening, this mystical stuff that I didn't believe in. You know, this is not possible to happen, and yet here it was happening. And so about 45 years ago, I delved into meditation and then yoga, later on alternative medicine from India, Ayurvedic medicine. About a decade ago, I got in, went to the Amazon rainforest and studied. Uh, I, uh, the shamans there told me I was a natural born shaman and healer. And so I've had this since birth, this intuitive gift, which was not a gift for, mo for most of my life because... Why is that a gift? You're, you're taunting me. Why? I can't do anything about it, but you're telling me about it. That's how I first looked at it. But later on, I, I matured a little bit and said, well, I think you saved my life by preparing me for it. So interesting. It's, um, I've heard about people who have these kind of feelings. And for those who aren't used to this, you know, right. we, we weren't raised this way. We don't have these, this, this inner tuition. Right. Um, 
it it can seem almost you know like it's surreal but i have to say that although i definitely don't have these (laughs) i don't have these talents or these gifts what i've seen with you and so many others it's being reinforced i've seen it work and it's it's kind of crazy to see how how it does but it but it is interesting and that's why i'm so happy to have you on this show but i want to talk more about what we have going on sure about this whole concept behind living your own creating your own movie and stepping into your movie not even creating your own movie but stepping into the movie so talk to us about this concept because this is all you this is was your concept and many of us jumped on board so tell us tell us about it sure sure this had what you said we met at the this uh, evolutionary business council meeting retreat and this is where it developed actually i was talking with another fellow and listening to his just we're just chatting and coming. I like to know people. I like to know about people. And as I was listening, I started to get intuitions. And sometimes my intuitions come through my, through my inner eye. I see things and then I'll test it. I'll say, I'm seeing this. Uh, Does that make any sense to you? And they'll say, Oh yes, absolutely. So I know I'm not making it up because I don't believe it except that it happens. So I'm, I'm, I'm not cynical because cynical means you don't believe even what you do see. Skeptical is a healthy thing. I don't believe it until I'm proven wrong, but I keep an open mind. And I do believe that everybody has intuition. You've heard of mother's intuition. Uh, They're a Forbes magazine or Fast Company. One of those magazines had an article that the most successful CEOs, Midori, are the most intuitive. Mm. So it's not woo-woo. It just our culture maybe is the cynicism of the the culture perhaps put it there but in reality anybody successful will own up to the fact that it's beyond them it's not their you know as smart as they are there's something even bigger going on baseball right, trusting player trusting your gut i yes, mean can we can, trusting your you gut know, yeah trusting your gut having that gut feeling and i and i will validify that the the times that i did trust my gut yeah. and i went with it we're way more successful than those times where it's like, uh, something's not quite feeling right, but it sounds like a great idea. Right. Right. So I think yeah, that's what, that's what resonates with me is that, yeah, it's, it's that gut feeling or that intuition. So then I went, I, I, it's happened for so many decades now that I can go with the intuition and, and not be afraid to look foolish. I'd rather help somebody or look foolish trying to help someone than missing an opportunity to help someone. And so somehow this person was very uh, analytical, a good-hearted person, but presented things from their thoughts. And then I just sort of had this feeling or heard this, and I said, and I don't know how it happened, but I said, what's your favorite movie? I, I don't know where it came from. And he said, you know, my wife and I, our favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. And I asked him why and for what it was for him. Who was he in the movie? I said, and how does that, how would that relate in your life? And I kind of had him weave together how he saw himself. I don't remember what he said uh, in, in the world. And it worked so well that when we got into our mastermind group the same day and you had asked the question and is like, oh, try it out again, because this seems like a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, everybody, here's the thing, we, we, we all want to help. So many people, most people want to help in the world. And sometimes in wanting to help, we get so serious, we lose the sight of the joy of life, the potential of joy. And when I'm a big history buff. I like to learn from history. So when we look back at uh, the, the Depression in the 40s and 50s, uh, 20s and 20s and 30s and whatever that was, the, the Great Depression of that time, mm -hmm. people didn't have money. What they did spend money on was Saturday morning movies, going to the movie theater and watching comedies, escaping in entertainment. Yeah. And we are a culture that even the government recognizes that the things that probably saved us was our ability to laugh at things that we were frightened about. Yeah, and so what I loved about this, and, and this is where all of you listening, you know, many of you are in a relationship, that's why you're watching this, <laughs> is I've talked about being able to step into your movie, right, where we, we've done exercises with this, where um, we want to create a change or a new reality, and so I, we've talked about using the technique of stepping into your own movie, but Swami has taken it to the next step and made it much more um, tangible and understandable. And I think it's such a huge way to manifest, to make it manifest into something that's real. So let's go into the tangible part of it, Swami. So let's talk about kind of how it works um, before we go into break, because we're going to be showing this in action. Exciting. Yay. Yeah. It, it works because we're looking at the best of you and the you that you know is you because self-worth is a big challenge. But when we, when we see mythology on the screen, when we see that mythic character in, in, as you said, the matrix or in whatever my friend just said, he identified with Serpico, what something greater, our greatest potential whether it's we're genius or we're heartfelt or intelligent or compassionate, it's somehow the movie gives us permission to own our true self. We wouldn't say, oh, I'm a genius. But if we say, you know, I identify with that genius in the movie, it gives us permission uh, to, to do that. So I think that's what makes it so powerful. We don't come out and brag, but by default, we allow ourselves to say, I'm a genius if I'm like this character. And if you're a genius and you can, what if you can make a genius life just like that character? What? Oh, there's a possibility for that. Everybody wants what they love. And the, then we just start to weave the movie you character with your current life. And it's exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about how and we'll talk about, um, you know, you asked me, what's your biggest movie? And and I'll be honest, I was trying to get deep and like think of a great movie that would make me sound super intelligent <laughs> and amazing. And I just couldn't. I, I'm not a huge movie buff. But the movie that kept on popping into my head is Grease. It just kept popping into my head and it wouldn't leave. And so for all of you listening, that's what I want you to do. Because the next segment, segment um, just a few minutes, we're going to be putting this into action. So all of you who are listening, I want you to think about a movie that you loved. It does not need to be something over the top. Just whatever movie you really loved. 
and get that in your mind and we'll show you how it works. But for me, I'm like, Greece. And then, and then, so say some of the questions that you, yeah, that you so had. I said, okay, what, what is it about, uh, who, who are you, who do you identify with in Greece? Who's the character that you loved in Greece? Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I, I wasn't quite sure, but I said, Sandy, the, you know, the main lady. And we went on about that. Okay. So what is it about Sandy that you liked? And I, what I said was, I liked how she stepped into her badassness. Beautiful. And what I meant by that, and it's different for each person is that she got her confidence. She got her ability to just step out and be bold. And that's what I loved about Sandy. Right. And then we talked further about the movie. And what else do you like? I'm like, well, I like how they're a little bit naughty. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And I like how they have so much fun. And they have great friends. And they are not perfect. And so anyway, we weave this all in into who I could become and how I can use it for what I want coming up in the future and you all will learn more about this as we go i can't reveal everything just yet (laughs) but so you know one thing that we have learned swami you and i both have learned this and we experienced this at the at the retreat is the concept of manifesting and making it really work and swami i know that you're a huge manifester and, and you use this quite often and I've presented this idea on my shows and in my blogs, but with the whole concept of movies, let's talk about that a little bit more, how this works for manifesting. Swami, can you kind of give us a background on that? Manifestation is seeing the goal. Now, if we say I'm not good enough, that's what we're seeing as our goal. And then we never succeed. But if we say I deserve it, I deserve to get that raise. I deserve to get that job. I deserve to fall in love. I deserve to be loved. Then that's our goal. And the more, and, and the movie part of it is it, when, when we take in a belief and an emotion and the stronger the emotion, the quicker the manifestation. Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's having that emotion involved with it, which is so so important and really feeling it so that is what this whole concept does and i'm and when we come back we're going to go into a commercial right now and then we're going to come back in two minutes and we're going to show it in action my good friend kelly is going to be here with us so get out your pens and paper because you're going to want to take notes on how this works and then we're going to talk about an opportunity for you to learn more um after if, if you are interested in taking this further so Come right back, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, this is me, Dory, and I want to express how grateful I am for you joining me on my show. And for this, I have a very special gift for you that I am super excited to tell you about. It's a tool. It is a tool that I have for those of you who are in a relationship and maybe feeling frustration and anxiety revolving around this partnership, like all of us do at some point, right? But it doesn't have to stay this way. The tool I'm talking about is my Energized Relationship Quiz. All you do is you simply answer six super simple questions, enter your email, and then my custom diagnosis will pop up and reveal the relationship issue. After that, it'll give you the tools to change your situation starting today. 
right away, right now. So stop arguing over the same things. Get your relationship back to that healthy and happy place you want it. And love being with your partner again. Yes, it can happen. Here's the coolest part. It's free. And like I said earlier, it's only six super easy questions. So all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign, Midori Verity, and type quiz in my messenger. And it'll take you right to the quiz. If you have questions, simply ask me on Messenger and I'll personally answer. In fact, I would love to hear your feedback. So once again, just go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Midori Verity and type quiz in my Messenger. That's it. I look forward to connecting with you. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Swami, my friend, and we are about to put our whole live your movie concept in action. We are also here with my friend Kelly, who has been generous enough to come on and be our guinea pig for the hot seat. She doesn't even really know what to expect right now. So Kelly, thanks for being here with us. No problem. Thanks for asking. And I'm going to kind of step away. I'll be right here. But Swami, I'm going to let you kind of take charge here and sure. get going with, with this whole hot seat. Okay, so here we go. So thanks for, for volunteering, Kelly, and, and get ready for some miracles and some joy in your life now. So okay. The, <laughs> the question is, what is your favorite movie? Um, well, I'm going to have to go with The Horse Whisperer. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's a wonderful. I'm going to have so much fun. We're going to have so much fun because I love horses, too. What is the, <laughs> What is your takeaway? Why do you love The Horse Whisperer so much? Um, I think I just appreciated learning about Buck uh, Brannigan and his approach and how there's so many comparisons to dealing with horses to people and yeah. everything in life your approach is everything and when I saw how he was so successful with just being a partner with the horse instead of forcing the horse it was just so much easier and um, I've actually used some of those things on my son <laughs> because he, to me, he's like a wild stallion, you know, <laughs> and they mirror what you do. You know, they, your energy is mirrored by the horse. And, you know, my son is like, just like that. The bigger I get with him, the bigger he gets with me. And I've learned to calm it down. And then he calms it down. And, you know, it's just, there's just, so much that I took away from it, but that was the awesome. eye-opening is just the, the I magic. Have asked, that, I couldn't have asked you to pick a better movie because I'm a horse whisperer myself. Tell me, what is your, so is Buck your, do you identify with Buck? Is that the character in the movie that you identify most with? Yes. Okay. And so what is it about Buck specifically that the, the key, the essence of Buck that, that you resonate with? Well, I think that, that with, with Buck, he had quite a tragic story of his life, and I don't have that story, but okay. I know people who do. Okay. And, and how, you know, 
he saw possibility in himself through the horses. And I never understood the depth of a relationship with a horse until I got one. And mm-hmm. I always thought they were pretty and I always loved horse movies and wanted them when I was little. But but the the spirit of the horse is what draws me. I mean, it's, it's very magical. And Buck made me see that there was a new way to communicate with my horse that I didn't know about. And, but his, his story was really touching his, his story of abuse and, you know, treating, treating something real kind and having it mirror that back to you is just, it that's what made me like it. Thank you for that, Kelly. So do you, would you say that sentence applies in your life that, in your life, treating others with kindness and getting it mirrored back, is that, would that be the the parallel between the movie and your life? Yes, that's how I live. Beautiful. Okay. So this is a key point now, and this is Maduria's. Now we've, we've got the two steps. We know her favorite movie, and we know the theme of the movie for her is her life is about treating people and animals with kindness and seeing it reflected back. So there's a, it's a kinder world. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, where in your, what is your biggest goal right now? Your biggest opportunity that you're like to move into, grow into, step into? You know, I, I don't know. I'm actually in a, like, I'm in a, I'm in a place where, you know, life is very busy with our work that my horse is my peace and being around I, I love working with horses, so I, I just, this is this is my retreat away from life, you know. Okay. Um, so, I don't have, my specific goal with, with my horse and my relationship with him is just to, to get a closer bond. Um, we're already really close, but I mean, to, to learn a way to be with him so naturally that it just, you know, it's easy and it already is, but sure. you know, I have, Let me, can I, I just step in a lot more. Please do. Yeah. Can I just sure. step in for really quick? Because I know Kelly pretty well. Yeah. And, um, I think with, with what we're talking about is that Kelly does so much for other people and mm-hmm. she has this natural tendency to give, 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 and be wrapped up in a lot of people's stuff. It just seems to come to you, Kelly, <laughs> whether you yeah, want it or not. It but what I've heard, yeah. And what I've heard from you so many times is that, um, you, you want happiness and peace for so many others. That seems to be a theme with you. Like a really strong theme that I've seen consistently with you is peace and happiness for all those who are in your life, including you know your own immediate family, but also all your friends are very caring and giving. And so that's where I can see what you're talking about. Maybe being like a bigger goal, seeing, you know, with your son, I know he, um, and I, and I adore your son, but he's always looking for something. Right. And so just kind of having that mm-hmm. piece possibly as, as something that's bigger. Make sense. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mommy? Mm-hmm. 
So would yeah. you say to make sure then I hearing this, that the challenge for you is to spend more time in peace for yourself without feeling guilty, or maybe there's a way you could spend more time in peace that helps everybody else. Yeah, I, I would really love that. That okay. that that's my that's my my goal okay. is to simplify my life so that I'm able to be in that. And what if yeah. I said to you there was a possibility, a very real possibility, that if you chose at some point to spend your time with your horses more half the time or full time, that that could become the way that you're helping yourself and everybody else even more than you're helping them now. Would that sound like a cool idea? Well, it would sound really good to be to me, but my husband probably wouldn't like it. Well, I'm not saying ignore. I'm not saying ride away in the sunset on your horse without your husband, but to to make uh, this is a for instance. So, so let's draw an analogy. Buck had a troubled life, and he was able to find peace by spending his time with the horses. Not mm-hmm. that you had the, the tragedies he had, but you're having the lack of peace, which is just a parallel there, and you have more peace mm-hmm. with your horse. So if you became like Buck and chose in some way, fast or slow, to spend more time with your horse, possibly making a living out of it, that you would have more peace, you would be helping more people. That would be an example of how you can live, step into that movie, your favorite movie, and make it the theme of your life. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> sounds wonderful. Okay. So at this point, this would be like a pat yourself on the shoulder for getting here because you've just, you've just stepped into a very heartfelt possibility that can happen for you. The next step we would do, Midori, and maybe you want to step in and, and comment a little bit before we do it, is to start to make that movie how you would make that movie relate to how you would do it in the world, how you would switch to that dream life. Yeah. Okay. That's, and so to- I, don't, I don't know how long that's going to take. Right. Um, Right. But I mean, is there, so, so Swami, let me just ask you. So at this point, when you're working with someone on this, this movie concept, what is the next step? So you kind of start making some kind of their blueprint for them, how it fits into the movie. I, what I would do now is talk, have them tell me what Buck had to do in the movie, his action steps to move into the world of horses and then draw those analogies into what she could do now to step into her life with the horses. Yeah. Okay. So let me just, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this, the subconscious part of this. So when it comes to manifesting, one thing that's really important is to have something that you can remember that is in your brain. So, you know, for Kelly, Kelly, you love this movie. You've seen it, you know it well. For me, I know Grace Mm -hmm. because I, it at least 500 times. So it's ingrained in my mind. But what happens is because we know it so well, when, when Swami starts giving you those steps, it starts becoming something that you can visualize because you've already seen it and you're just stepping into those, those, 
that role, but designing it, manipulating it a little bit so that it's more tailored to you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the subconscious part of this. And it makes it so that our brain sees it. And when your brain can see, that's why you hear like when people are talking about manifesting and doing, doing um, vision boards that it's so important to have complete clarity. This is take the movie concept is taking it to the next level is creating a new, a, a super clear clarity. Cause you've seen the movie. You're just tailoring it to yourself. Right. That's why I'm so excited about this. Okay. But Swami, I can tell you want to say something, go for it. Yeah. We're, we're fusing emotion with a vision. And then if, um, there, there's something called NLP neuro linguistic programming, which I'm pretty sure you've yeah. heard of. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's really identical to that, that, you're looking at a video, you're looking at a film, you're seeing what Buck is doing to take the step where you are right now. What did he do? And you're seeing him take it. And then you go into action and you're fusing the you into the Buck who's already doing the action. So the action is done as you're doing it. And that's why mm-hmm. it becomes a manifestation so easily. You know where it's going to end Got up because Buck did it and you're Buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're Buck. Cool. But you're a prettier buck. I don't well, know. You know what's funny? <laughs> what's funny is I have um, a friend of mine is a is a horse trainer, and he's he's very talented, and he's very buck like. And he um, his dream was to move to California. He lives in Oklahoma, and he wanted to move to California. And he kind of just placed his order with the universe, like I want to have. You know, I want to manage a ranch, and I want to train horses, and I want to, you know, have a place to live that's affordable and all this stuff, right? And all of a sudden, I got a phone call from our friend Deanne. And uh, Midori and I have a similar friend, or a common friend, Deanne. And Deanne told me about a possibility of a job that was opening up at a ranch in Santa Rosa. So I called him. I go, hey, why don't you call and check this out? And he he did. He called. He interviewed. He came out, and um, he's now at the ground level of this amazing horse program that's going to be going um, in, in on Crane Canyon. And this guy does like uh, therapy with horses, and he does horse rescuing, and he has a full boarding facility, and he has a house for him to live in. I mean, it was just the coolest thing. And so he told me that he will give me free lessons for life for giving him this opportunity. Uh, That's cool. I mean, that's like a door open. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Not that I would take it, make him train me for the rest of my life for free. I would never do that. (laughs) Not so bad. Kelly, thank you so much for being on. I hope that this was helpful. And I'm going to call you after because I want to hear what you have to say. But I hope that this was helpful and like it it made sense. Yeah, it's it's really a neat idea just to think of the character and how to play it out in my own life. And do you feel you can now take your next step or start to feel your way into your next step more confidently? more of a vision yeah it kind of it, it did it did open up a door for me i i never thought of like oh well i want to be buck i just you, you know thought i wanted to do what buck does you know you i go. never thought of being buck so yeah that was kind of cool thanks 
Thank you, Kelly. Kelly. I will call you later, but thank you for, for being our guinea pig and being on the hot seat. You're awesome. And we will talk to you in a little bit. Okay. You I'll let you go so you can go ride your horse. Yeah. Go pet your <laughs> okay. horse for me. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. So that was super cool. We're going to go into a quick break. And when we come back, Swami doesn't even know what we have going. We're going to play a little game. Ooh. So you want to come back for this. So stick with us. <laughs> We'll be back in two minutes. Hey, this is me, Dory, and I want to express how grateful I am for you joining me on my show. And for this, I have a very special gift for you that I am super excited to tell you about. It's a tool, and it's a tool that I have for those of you who are in a relationship and maybe feeling frustration and anxiety revolving around this partnership like all of us do at some point, right? But it doesn't have to stay this way. The tool I'm talking about is my Energized Relationship Quiz. All you do is you simply answer six super simple questions, enter your email, and then my custom diagnosis will pop up and reveal the relationship issue. After that, it'll give you the tools to change your situation starting today, right away, right now. So stop arguing over the same things. Get your relationship back to that healthy and happy place you want it. And love being with your partner again. Yes, it can happen. Here's the coolest part. It's free. And like I said earlier, it's only six super easy questions. So all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign, Midori Verity, and type quiz in my messenger and it'll take you right to the quiz. If you have questions, simply ask me on Messenger and I'll personally answer. In fact, I would love to hear your feedback. So once again, just go to my Facebook page, which is the at sign Midori Verity and type quiz in my Messenger. That's it. I look forward to connecting with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am here with Swami Chertha, and we were just having a really cool conversation. We are going to go into our game in a second, but I think what Swami just shared with me is genius, and I want you all to hear it because it's just too cool to keep to myself. So, Swami, share what you were talking about feeling guilty. Um, sure. About- the goal is that, as with Kelly, if she as she follows through, she's going to live in her paradise. Being with horses is her master key to paradise. Now, what happens is without an incentive, a movie, uh, a flow, we tend, research says that people are actually guilty about being happy. And, and they found that actually women are more guilty than men. And so what we want to know, what I would tell Kelly or anybody when we do these workshops, is that when you're doing what you fully love, your heart is so open, you're like a lighthouse. You're beaming love to everybody. So you don't have to feel guilty like, oh, I'm not running around to this person and to that group. I'm, I'm just where I am and my love is helping everybody. And the analogy I use is the lighthouse. When the ships at sea need the lighthouse, the lighthouse keeper doesn't turn off the light and run down the stairs and try to call them to shore. They leave the light on. So go do live the life that lights up your life and you will guide everybody to joy, to paradise. 
there you go. You guys heard it here. I just, I love that. I had to share it with you. Okay. But without further ado, we are now putting Swami on the hot seat. We're playing a little truth or truth game. So hopefully. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So Swami, how this game works is I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and there's no passes you have to answer. Um, but it's all fun. It's all good. Okay. It's fun. Okay. So the first question, I like this one. I just found this this morning, just so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> a time that you totally screwed up something, but no one ever found out it was you. Hmm. Well, okay. I'll be real honest. When I was a little kid, <laughs> I... I love to buy baseball cards. I think that's what I did. I did that, but I think this was the story. And in my parents had it in their bedroom, they had a little box and they kept knickknacks in there. And I happened to find a quarter or something. I go, oh, look, I'll just take that. And, and I, every once in a while, would go in and take a quarter and go buy baseball cards. And one day I gave the guy the quarter. He gave me the baseball cards and he gave me like 75 cents change. I'm going home going, oh, my God, I used a silver dollar. And I felt so bad. I just never did it again. I just, oh, nobody, if, yeah, that, well, the, whatever. I, I w stepped over some boundaries in a big way. And <sighs> nope, if they knew, they never said, but I just straightened up after that. Wow. I, you know, I wish that that kind of stuff worked on my kids that by just doing something like that, they would have just snapped into it. But you no, know, so I think your, your integrity is just very, very high. So that's, that's great. Okay. My next question, which celebrity do you embody the most? Who do you align with the most? Wow. Oh boy. I think it goes, excuse me, what's going on here? It's probably the celebrity calling you right now. That's right. And I just hung up on them. <laughs> you know, we were talking the other day and I, there, there's three parts of me. I just, I, I did this, talked in Toastmasters the other day about this. You know, Toastmasters is a leadership and communication group. And one part of me is joy and humor. Another part is cowboy. And another part is orange and 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 uh, monks and things like that. So, so the movies for me would be uh, the night at the opera with Groucho Marx and and the stateroom scene that just built and built until I was laughing so hard I fell on the floor. <laughs> that was part of it. Then there's the movies with Robert Redford, the electric horseman, the compassionate cowboy who's into nature and and horses and and things like that. And, 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 you know, so, and then when I was, when we moved in second grade by third grade, my mother had put a rug and curtains in my room and guess what color they were? Orange. Yeah. Uh, I, grew up, I grew up in orange. So joy, cowboys and orange. That's, that's my, my life. And, you know, they haven't made a movie you. about the orange cowboy yet, but that's, <laughs> Who knows? Who yep. knows what will happen? Robert Redford, if you're listening, Come I have on. someone who really wants to meet you. <laughs> I love this question for you because I know that you talk about this a lot when you and I have talked about it. So name a miracle that you've witnessed or that you've been a part of. Well, I'll tell the miracle that you and I created from developing this idea because it's the latest and the greatest. Yeah. You were talking about 
you said, could you just outline what you told me so I can make some notes? And as I was talking, spirit just kept saying, just keep going, keep going, keep developing it because it's so wonderful. And we were in, we were just creating in our mind how this could work as a, once you saw that how, and we took you through the whole arc of how you can actually give a presentation in a show, make really have a movie of your show. And then you said, nobody's ever done this before. This is going to change the way we do presentations. I, I don't know if you saw it, but I literally saw some sort of invisible structure in the air that we created with our creativity. And that was miraculous. Yeah. And so, okay, well, we might as well just go there right now since you brought it up. <laughs> so this whole concept that we're talking about, I'm super excited about because I saw the effect that it had on me, obviously, but also on others. And so Swami and I and a few other people have come together and we are putting together a workshop and it's going to be incredible. You only saw on this show, you only saw a very small part of what it's about, but we because we are coaches and we have so much experience helping people, we have really made an incredible, impactful, life-changing program that you all can take part in and we um, are going to be rolling it out very, very soon. And so that is what came from just this little, you know, he, I met Swami at that event. We had a quick little mastermind. We talked for maybe 10 minutes during this mastermind. And then we hopped on a Zoom call later. And that's when things just started gelling and coming together and the visualization happened. And that's what Swami's talking about. And now we have so many people who want to come on board and be part of it. Right. And it's becoming something pretty massive. So if you are interested in learning more about what we have going on, all you have to do is just email me and I'll send you some information. But Midori at MidoriVerity.com is where you can email. But don't leave us yet because we still have more to come. <laughs> so I have one more question for you, Swami. All right. Let's see. I have two questions here. Which one do I want to ask? I'm going to ask this one. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Wow. I would ask, and I think I sort of already asked this, but it's worth putting it into words. How can I love more fully everybody, anybody in any given situation? How can I go deeper into heart in the experience of whoever I'm with at the moment? Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like it. For me, I think of more silly things. Oh, my God, <laughs> tell me. How, well, I, I would say, how can I get my hands on some vanilla ice cream that's organic? And I, yeah, I, that'd be one too. <laughs> right, right. Okay, well, I like that. So let me just ask you, now we're switching gears a little bit and we're going to talk about um, just changing it up a little bit, but I still have more questions for you. So if you could go back 20 years, what advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now? Mm, okay. I remember, well, 20 years ago would make me 40-something, 40 43. And I do remember at 50, life, I said, life does begin at 50. And there was a degree of, well, you're closer to an end of life 
at 50. It made me not maudlin, but just thinking about that. And I made some changes. Let me step back. Let me help the young people more, things like that. 40, I think I, I would say spend more time in nature. And I did back then, but but even more. Live in your paradise. And I did then. Well, you know, I've kind of pretty much just, you know, I've really kind of lived this way. I, if there was a way to, to be, okay, everything, you know, I just, I, I kind of like spirit says, okay, you can do this now. Okay, you can do that now. So it's not, it's not like I felt there's anything that was, oh, I wish I did that. Because if I really wished it, spirit would have said, sure, let's do it. And yeah. that's all. You've the had that guidance. You've yeah, I live by that's how I live I like that. Yeah. My biggest thing, if I had, if I was able to go back 20 years, I would tell myself to chill out to not worry so much, to, to know that the kids are going to be okay. Um, that would be my biggest thing that I would say. Okay. To my so what I would say, thank you for saying that. So what I would say is trust guidance more, listen mm -hmm. to guidance, start listening to guidance more. That's, that would have been a great thing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, Swami, thank you so much for being here with me. It was you are such a joy and I'm so excited about where we're going to go with this. But again, if you are interested in learning more, just simply email me, midori at midoriverity.com and we will let you know as things start unfolding even more and um, how, how you can get involved. Right. But, you know, we do rely on our listeners and our guests to help us share the show. So I would so be appreciative if you would share the show and let your friends know so that we can let more people in on what's going on and help them create the life that they want and the relationship that they deserve and live in more peace and synergy and happiness. And that's what we're all about and to have that thriving lifestyle. So that's what I bring to you every week. Next week, we have an incredible guest. Her name is Lucy McMonage and she is, she, you know, you know, Lucy, um, she is about family relationships with money and how it affects us. So she's going to be talking about that and how even after generations, it can still, those, those things that we learned from so long ago may still be attached to our back. So how to change those patterns, how to release that monkey on your back that may be holding you um, hostage. And she's going to be talking to us about that. So you're going to want to be here. So make sure you put that on your calendar. As always, I always sign off with remembering the gratitude attitude. Remember to be grateful and share with at least one person every single day that you love what you are grateful for with them and just let that relationship blossom. Thank you once again for being here. Swami, thank you for joy, being joy, here. Joy, joy, Thank you. <laughs> and if you would like to hear the replay, it will be on our my website in a couple of days, midoriverity.com forward slash show. Thanks for being here. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show with Midori Verity. We hope you've enjoyed the show and want to share the love by passing on our web address, midoriverity.com forward slash show, to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous shows. 
This has been a Midori Verity International production. Join us next time on the Kick-Ass Relationship Show to add passion and fun to enjoy the most extraordinary relationship and life.